everyone. Welcome back to Find Me in a Book podcast. I'm your host, Tav. What are your thoughts from last week? I mean, crazy. Am I right? Like, I've gotten a couple people commenting to me about a couple questions that they had that it just like blew their mind, which I completely understand. It just blew my mind. And I want to know what the next two books are going to be about. I just want to be back and immersed into that world. Also, side note, if you hear heavy breathing or weird noises, I have the dogs in here with me. My husband is gone for three months, and he usually keeps the dogs downstairs. But if I were to do that, then they would just whine and cry, and we'd hear them more. So if you hear random things, just assume that it's them, (laughs) and I apologize in advance. Anyways, great books last week. And coming up this next week is the next book in the Blood and Ash series, which I kind of want to do podcasts on those books as well, like leading up to it, uh, like we did with the the Crush series. I mean, it will be like a, a month out just because I'm going to do a podcast per book. So it would be about a month out to read the last book. But this is giving you time to start reading the books. Uh, I will start with book one, of course, and do kind of like the synopsis. Um, Kind of not as many details in that first episode. And like I did with the Crush series. And then once we have gotten through the first book, then I will dive into the other ones and go really in detail Um, So that kind of gives you a chance to get to know the first book. And then if you want to move forward with it, you can. And if you don't, that's totally fine. You can skip those episodes. But I'm thinking of doing that. So I'm really excited. I know I talk about those books almost every episode. So you're probably like, oh my gosh, finally. Can you please stop talking about them? Yes. Once I do the podcast episode, then yes. (laughs) I won't talk about them until the next book comes out, which I'm hoping that this is the last book, but I honestly doubt it. So anyways, let's get into this book that we're talking about today. It's called The High Mountain Court, The Five Crowns of Okrith. I feel like I have a lisp with that. Okrith. The High Mountain Court is like the title. And then I thought that this was part of a series. And it kind of is. But this can basically be read as a standalone. As I had read through it. And at the very end, I was like, whoa. I don't have to continue reading on these books if I don't want to. Because it basically like solved everything. And that's what I was thinking throughout the book as well. Is that they were making these books big reveals like very big reveals and I was like wait this is going really fast like and afterwards I as well at the end I was thinking like this could be made to at least like two to three books like she packed a lot into this one book which I'm not mad at because it kind of just wrapped itself up and so I'll be able to tell you basically all about it and of course I won't go into like a ton of details but I'll give you the gist of it and there will be spoilers just so you're aware. I do want to say that this book is similar to A Court of Thorn and Roses and Blood and Ash uh, where it's it's that adventure type fantasy. There are fae in here. It was just kind of a, a good combination of both, yet it had its own storylines. I would get I honestly would give this book like an eight out of ten. It was really good. I very much enjoyed it. It kept me hooked. It kept me interested. And there are spicy scenes, which spice, I would say it's about a three out of five. Um, it doesn't get spicy until I think it's like 
chapter 19, there's a little bit of spice. And then in chapter 22 and 23 is when like there's the toast scenes. Uh, yes, I did mark the <laughs> mark the chapters out. So just so that you're aware, because if you're not into that sort of thing, then you can just skip those chapters or kind of skim through them. So there there is spice and toast scenes. Would I recommend this to my mother and sister on the mother-sister standard? Yes. I I think my sister actually is going to be starting to read this because I was like, hey, you should read this. I think it's on our list. As for my mom, yeah, I think she would enjoy it. I think she would skip the spicy scenes, which is totally fine. But yeah, I think that she would enjoy this world that's been built. And yeah, the world isn't as detailed as I wanted it to be, but you you get the gist of it and you can use your imagination from there, which is, I mean, that's why I read so I can have my own imaginary worlds. So it, it leaves a lot of room for that and a lot of room for character growth if you were to continue on to the next books. They are with different characters uh, that the story continues on. And maybe it goes back to the original characters, like maybe the author draws upon the original characters in in the next book. And so yeah, maybe you do get to know them a little bit more. But for this one, there's not as much character building as I wanted them to be, but she did pack a lot into about 300 pages. So there was like beginning of the story, arc of the story, and then the end. And it kind of sums it all up. But I know that in the second book, there'll probably be a lot more drama and everything. But I'm just telling you, you don't have to continue on to the second book if you don't want to. This book is by A.K. Mulford. And I honestly haven't heard of her before or read any of her other books, but I am excited to. Um, Now that I know her writing style and the world building that she does create, I enjoy it. And I enjoy the view that she had on it. And overall, I'm going to continue reading her books because I, I did enjoy it. So let's get into the book now that I've basically explained our lives away. The main character, her name is Remy, and we are introduced to her immediately, of course, and we are introduced to the world of witches. So she is a red witch, which we learn that red witches have a bounty out for them. We don't know if there's any other type of witches at this point. All we know is that she's a red witch and she's been working at this tavern for a little over a year because taverns are really the only ones that hire witches. I guess they're a flight risk or not dependable. I'm not super sure uh, why taverns do this. Um, And she is with her guardian and her guardian's name is Heather and she's a brown witch. And then we meet Fenrir and he is also a brown witch. So we learn that they're like this little, little posse. We'll learn more about them later. So in this realm, the Fae are at the top and they are the ones that rule the different courts. And there are five courts in this world, but as of right now, there are only four because the High Mountain Court had fallen to the Northern Court King. And that happened, I I think, 15 years ago, they said. So it's still like kind of a new thing. So the King Vostomer of the Northern Court, he went in and slaughtered the High Mountain Fae. And he also slaughtered like the native coven of Red Witches. So the Red Witches were very 
familiar and comfortable, basically resided with the high mountain court. So when he came in and did that, the witches scattered all across the courts, driving them into hiding to avoid the witch hunters uh, who make a living basically off witches' heads that they brought to the northern king. So when that slaughter happened, all those red witches disappeared or died, and there were very few remaining, and the ones that Remy knew about were the property of, like, royal fae. Uh, who who thankfully protected them from the northern king's wrath, but the free witches were either like well hidden or they were dead because it was dangerous. So once that siege or that slaughter happened in the high mountain court, basically the hierarchy switched. So the red witches, which were very revered, very high up in the witch covens, they were now at the bottom. Everyone wanted to basically cut off their heads to get money. It's pretty rough. Going back to Remy, she's in this tavern. She's working. Uh, She works every day. She's cleaning tables. She's about ready to go back to their cabin when she sees that the owner of the tavern needed help, like serving some customers. So she went up to her and said, hey, I'll help. Uh, And the, the owner was like, okay, take this food over to that back corner and see if they need anything else. Remy's like, okay. So she takes that food, goes to this table, and there it's a table of four people, four individuals, and they have their hoods up, which is really shady when you think about it. So she puts the food down, and she's about to walk away when one of the individuals grabs her wrist. So Remy looks back because, obviously, like this person grabbed their wrist, and she is able to kind of see under the hood and can see through fey glamour, which she realized that these four individuals were fey, but they have glamour on them, so they look like they're human. But because she's a red witch, she is able to see through that glamour. So he asks them for ale. She's like, okay, well, you need to let go of me if you want me to get ale. So he does. She turns to walk away, and he says, have a good night, little witch. So immediately she knows that he knows she's a witch, which is very dangerous. So instead of going to get this ale, she runs upstairs to her guardian, Heather, and says, like, hey, there's Faye here. I think they're looking for me. They could be witch hunters. Like, we need to go. And I guess this happens often that they move a lot because they happen into some fae and you just never know if they're going to be witch hunters. So she goes up, tells them, they start packing all their things. Remy goes back downstairs to get some food for their packs to travel in and when she heads back upstairs, she stops on the stairs before like the door and it's silent. And that should have been like her first hint, but she's like, you know what? Maybe they're just packing. Maybe they're getting ready to go. So she goes in and she immediately sees that Heather and Fenrir, which are her companions, that they are bound and gagged. So she is trying to fight, but these Fae are not glamored anymore and they capture her as well. And so they're questioning her. She's like trying to fight and everything. And he puts down his hood And he's like, do you know who I am? And she's like, no, I don't know who you are. Just let us go. And he he says that he's Hale Norwood. He's the crown prince of the Eastern Court, which let me kind of explain. So the courts are the, the Eastern, the Northern, the Southern, 
and the western, and then there's the high mountain court. And the northern court is the one that overtook the high mountain court. Everyone's trying to scramble, figure out if they're with the northern court or if they're against the northern court. And that's what we figure out in this book. So he introduces himself and he says, I'm not here for your head, witch. I need your help. And of course, she doesn't believe him. She's like, nah, I'm out. So somehow she is able to like get out of his hold, like fight and, and use her red witch powers, which she has magic. And they know that she's a red witch. So she's like, I'm just going to use my magic. So she gets out there and, and runs uh, through this forest. And she actually runs into a tree and he's like right behind her. She passes out. So once she wakes up, they are now in the forest. They brought her companions. They're no longer bound and gagged. They're just sitting next to her. And so when she does wake up, she starts to ask the the Fae more questions. And he tells her like, we're looking for Prince Raphael, who is the eldest child of the fallen king and queen of the high mountain court. And he just says it like nonchalantly. And Remy's like, why are you telling me this? Like, we don't know each other. We don't trust each other. You're just going to tell me you're looking for this lost heir. And she's like, he's dead. Like, everyone knows that he's dead. And that's when Hale says, like, okay, if the High Mountain Court, like, members are truly gone, why can't the Northern King weld the immortal blade? Which, because the High Mountain Court is very, like, closely correlated with the Red Witches, the Red Witches created these weapons that are to help the High Mountain King and Queen. And only they can use these weapons because there's like this blood oath. Once all of the royalty is dead, that's when other kingdoms can come in and use those weapons. But the Northern King has been trying to use this immortal blade, but he can't. So they know that one of the children, I think there's like six children, one of them is alive. They've heard rumors that Raphael is alive, so they are now trying to track him down so that he can take his place being king again and they can overtake the northern court. She, of course, doesn't believe him. She's like, I uh, no, like, what are you saying? And he tells her that the red witches are gathering as well, and this kind of piques her interest. And she's like, I still don't believe you. Because he, he tells her that they are gathering with Baba, Mog Baba Morgana, which I believe Baba is a term for like a higher up witch, like a priestess. So he says that they're gathering with her and Remy doesn't believe him because she saw like during that siege, she saw Baba Mog Morgana bring down this whole castle wall to stop the northern soldiers. And so she thinks that like she's dead. I guess the battle was 13 years ago. And she's like, no, 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 she's dead. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he said, I know that she's alive because my sources say to call you Little Sparrow, which is what Baba used to call you. So she's just in shock, of course, because Baba Morgana basically helped her with her magic, was the coven leader. She asked him straight up, like, why do you need me? Like, I don't know why you need me. And he tells her that her magic is linked to these items um, and she can feel their magic and the objects that are made with her magic because she has the red magic. She's a red witch. 
And so there are these other two items that they're trying to find throughout this book so that Raphael, if they were to find him, can overtake the court again. Because since the Northern Court has the Immortal Blade, they need the other two items to outpower the Northern King. So that is their quest. They need to find this ring and they need to find an amulet, which they're hoping once they have those that they can draw the prince out because, I mean, that's a really good chance to overcome the king. This is when we start to learn more about the witches. So there's a lot of different color of witches, but the four that they mention in this book is the blue witches who have the gift of sight the green witches who make really delicious food and their gardens grow. They're very much of the earth. And the red witches could animate objects. And there are very little of them left because they all did reside in the high mountain court. And then there are the brown witches, which they are healers and expert foragers. So she agrees to help them because she wants to find the red witches, which he knows more about them, I guess, and where they're gathering. So they agree, her and her two companions agree to go with the four fae. They start to travel to the southern court because they've been hearing that the ring is there with the royalty. So they're like, okay, that's our first stop. That's our first look. That night, Remy and the prince get into an argument. She storms off when one of the fae, her name is Karis, she comes and is telling Remy more about the prince and about how he was actually fated to one of the royalty of the high mountain court, but he never got to meet this individual. So as they're traveling, they stop in a little town to eat, and most of the team go to find supplies and food, but they don't want Remy to go around to the different stores because red witches, of course, are hunted. So she goes with the prince and they go to this inn to eat. So they're eating and he really has to go to the bathroom. So he goes up and so she's just sitting there eating when she notices and looks over that there are these men like at the bar and they're just kind of staring at her and she immediately knows that they're fae and that they're most likely witch hunters. And so she's trying to figure out a plan when the innkeeper's wife comes out and basically comes up with a story like, oh my gosh, I found this piece of fabric. I really want you to come see it. Come look. And so she takes Remy into the back room and does this signal like she like rubs her chest or she like does an X on her chest, basically saying that she is a witch as well and that she will help her. They all know like the the flight risk, they all know the risks in general being a witch, so they always help each other out. So she is able to escape out the back door and is running um, through this forest when the witch hunters actually catch up to her. And so they are attacking and she doesn't know how to fight. She just uses her magic. And so she's fighting off these four fae hunters. And then Hale, the prince, is able to come out and like help and he's able to kill them and and dispatch them and so she's kind of like freaking out to the side and and he like reassures her and comforts her even though there's been like a lot of tension between them and 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 arguing and fighting he still like tries to comfort her and and that's when she starts training with one of the other fae in their group um, just so that she can know how to fight physically as well more with like her magic So this is also when the sexual tension starts to build because like, I mean, her and Hale, I'm like, okay, like he's your love interest. I'm okay with that. Uh, Just the descriptions that this, this author uses for Hale. I'm like, okay, 
I can use my imagination. So they are heading to the Southern Court still. And the more, the closer that they get, they start to hear more and more rumors that the Southern Prince, he is holding this poker tournament and the ring is the prize of the poker tournament, which is kind of crazy to me because that's like a really powerful ring. I want to say that you're like invincible or like can't die when you wear it, but also you can't take it off after you put it back on. I don't know. Kind of weird that they're putting it in the poker game, but also they, in the book, the author was saying that the Southern Court just is, they're off their rockers. And one of the reasons that Remy is there with the group is because then they can get her close to the ring and she can tell if it's authentic and if it's the actual ring of power. So they they get to the Southern Court and they're getting ready for that night of poker. And so they have Remy dress up really beautiful, really elegant. The royalty, remember, are able to own these witches and have their own red witch. So she has this like little collar thing on. And she wasn't super happy of it, of course, but she wanted to help. And so she put this collar on as if she is Hale's witch. And she comes into the game later and sits on his lap. And they the plan is to be like very seductive, very like touchy-feely, as if he's like this playboy prince. And so they pull it off very well. And it's actually like, like a kind of a spicy scene. But yeah, there are people around the table too. And so what they're doing is trying to get everyone's attention and distract them. One of the people at the table, his name is Byrne, and he was the one that told them more about like this game. And earlier he he told them the rumors of Raphael that he was still alive. So as they're like playing this poker game, Hale gives... Remy this secret phrase and so that's when she knows to tell him like (laughs) it's like a spicy phrase but she says like I want you inside of me oh I felt weird saying that out loud uh and then he is supposed to like lift her up on the table it causes disarray and that's when he like makes the switch with the ring they went to a jeweler and bought like a replica ring and switched it out so they wouldn't know and that's when they get kicked out as well because everyone's like oh my gosh get her off the table like what are you doing like go find a room and that's when they needed to get their getaway So that's what happens. (laughs) And so they get back to the inn and they're like, we got to leave quick. Like they're going to know, they're going to know that this switch happened. Like we got to get out. So there's a knock on their, their room door and they open it and it's burn. And he's like, Hey, I know the real, I know what really happened, but I'm on your side. And my employer also wants you to have the ring and he just wanted to make sure that the northern kingdom doesn't have it because at that poker game the son so the prince of the northern kingdom was there as well trying to like get the ring too for his dad because his dad is the one that has the immortal sword so burn is like you guys got to get out of here like i'll tell my employer what happened like we'll help you as much as we can so the group um is about to head to the eastern court but fenrin Oh, it's actually Fenrin, not Fenrir. Uh, But he actually is very, very ill. So him and Heather stay back. And then it's just um, the four Faye and Remy that head to the Eastern Court back to Hale's father. Hale is actually on this like mission to find these objects his father wants him to so that they're not in the Northern Court. And he wants him to check in. That's when Hale's father is like, 
Hale, get your the rest of your army, get your people to this city. Like they're going to try and take it back. So that's when Hale and Remy have to go find the amulet now uh, by themselves. The rest of the team have to go to that town to like defend it or whatever to like split up. So now their mission is to find this amulet and it is at this mountaintop, but they call it the Rotted Peak. So they start out, it's very dangerous, very steep. And the night before that they go into this cavern or cave, there's like a pretty spicy scene. There's no toast, but it's like, it's almost toast, if you know what I'm saying. So it's pretty spicy. And that, I believe, is in chapter 19 or 20. And so they go into this cavern and they see this like big lake. And in the center is the amulet and there is this cup. They see this fey writing on the side of the wall basically saying like beware the poisonous waters like reach the antidote before the poison claims you Um, but there's only enough to save one life so basically i'm thinking like hercules like when he goes in trying to save meg's life and he basically becomes old that's what i'm thinking happens and that's what it's kind of described as happening so Hale takes off his shirt. He, I don't know why I had to add that in there. I mean, he takes off his shirt. You can just imagine his body. And so he jumps in the water. And so he is actually like getting very ill as he's like swimming. And this monster comes out of nowhere, pulls him under. So Remy is like, uh, no, 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 that's not okay. So she dives in. She kills the monster. And by then she can see that Hale is basically dead. So she grabs onto him swims to this little like island thing grabs the amulet and grabs the antidote and swims back so I'm like wow that's a lot of swimming I couldn't do that I don't know what I do in that situation so she gets back to the shore and she gives the antidote to Hale and so he wakes up he's alive now but then he's like oh my gosh you were in the water like you were poisoned too and she of course starts to feel very sick and very like she's dying she was poisoned by the water and so he takes like the amulet puts it in his pocket and then is like dragging her because he's like we have to find an antidote I'm not going to let you die and so as they get down like the steep hill they kind of just basically slide down the hill she is basically dead and she tells him to pull out the red candle and call Baba Morgana Uh, In like the witch culture, they have these different candles and I guess this red candle is to summon who they need or uh, something like that. So he does. And Remy is able to see Baba Morgana in her basically death as she's dying. Um, And Baba Morgana calls her my little sparrow and Remy says like, don't call me that. And Baba replies, like, you will deny who you are even in death. Like, what? Like, you're dying. And she's like, I'm, I'm dying. She's like, yeah, but you've got to, you've got to embrace who you are. Like, you have a choice before you now. Like, go forward, claim your body, claim your rightful place in the world, or go and, and leave all this pain behind. Like, you have an anchor here for you. And Remy is kind of like, confused and that's when they look and see that Hale is there like he is her anchor which at this point I'm like okay what does that mean like I'm getting kind of suspicious Baba Morgana tells her your sister is alive Ruadora is alive and that's when we kind of hear more about Remy's family because we didn't 
know very much. We know that her family died in like the slaughter, the siege of Yekshire. That's where they're from is Yekshire, I think it said. So her family died there and she was the only one left alive. Um, The Red Witches were able to get her out. So Baba is telling her like, hey, Ruadora is alive. And the Red Witches are gathering at the temple of Yekshire like and you just need to find the different directions. It's behind there, and that's where our camp is. And before she basically comes back to life, she thinks to herself, like, wow, there's a lot of stuff that I need to tell Hale. Which I'm like, girl, what? Like, what are you not telling us? Like, you're not telling Hale. You act like you don't know what happened in, like, earlier life. Like, what are we missing? It's kind of confusing. Actually, not really confusing. It just adds more suspicion onto the whole story. So she wakes up and Hale isn't there when she wakes up. So she goes to find him and he's a little bit far off and he is at this fey fire, which a fey fire is basically like a telephone. So she is able to kind of eavesdrop. He is in this fey fire with his father. So they're talking about how they need to get the sword. They need to get these other two items and then they are able to kill the high prince once he comes out and they're able to kill the red witch which is Remy and so she's like appalled because she's like wait is he like double crossing like he was saying that he wanted the prince to come out so that they can help them like gather the kingdom back and then he's gonna kill me like she's pissed and so she like takes off and he heard her, of course, and he like takes off and stops her. She's like so mad and, and is saying like, oh, so you're planning on killing me and letting me die. Like you're planning all this. And he's just kind of smiling and asks her like, so you could hear the conversation. And she's like, yeah, I heard the conversation. You're doing this, this and this. And he's like, only Faye can communicate through the fire and she's like oh shiz (laughs) like she doesn't actually say that but in her head and he's like i know who you are your majesty what what her majesty like what i i honestly like had no idea i really thought that she was just a really powerful red witch but she's a princess of the high mountain court Like, what? She's like, okay, so you swore to your father that you would kill the last high mountain fae and the witch, and now you realize that I am both. And he's like, no, 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 you have to believe me. Like, I would never, never hurt you. And she's like, "Uh, honestly, I, I really don't. I really don't believe you. And he's like... You are my fated mate. Like, uh, what? Like, they drop that right after. I really, my jaw was open. I was like, wow, these are some big reveals. So, yeah, she is royalty in the High Mountain Court. It was her family, like the king and queen, and all her siblings were murdered during the siege of her court from the Northern Court. And it was prophesied from like a seer or like a a blue witch that can see the sight or an oracle, I think they call it too, that the prince, like when he was younger, the oracle said that this prince, Hale, like Prince Hale, would be fated, fate mated, mated fates with the princess from the high mountain court. And he thought that she was dead, but they're not, they're together. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh, I love that. That was like a big explanation. But they're mates and she's like, how do you know that we're mates? And he's like, because I'm in love with you. Ugh, seriously, my heart like already melted. It melted twice over. And we find out that her real name is Ramini Damacus, the third child of the king and queen of the high mountain court. She remembers all of the events of the rampage. She remembers that she put this glamour on herself to look human when she was six. And she was going out to meet with the Red Witches when the whole siege happened. And that's when Baba Morgana was running to tell like the guards of what was happening. But she ran into Remy and was like, I got to take you out of here. I got to protect you. So that's why Remy was able to be saved and her family was not because like she wasn't in the castle. And yeah, she has had a glamour on her since she was six, which means that she has looked human sh- since she was six, but she really has a, a fey form. So they stop at the inn that night on their way to Castle of Yekshire because they want to find the Temple of Yekshire where the Red Witches are gathering. So they stop at an inn. They make toast. It's very spicy, very, you know, in-depth scene. We love it. And they make their way the next day to Castle of Yekshire. There's another spicy scene on the way there. So if you want to like skip it, that's totally fine. And once they get to the castle, there's a lot of memories that are going on, of course. It's just demolished rubble. And she looks through one of the windows, like out towards this temple, and she sees a red cloak. And she's like, oh my gosh, these are the red witches. Like, I need to go over there and find them. Like, they are here. They took over the temple again. So they head towards this temple and they're like, okay, let's split up. Let's look for signs of the coven and which way we need to go. And so she's like looking through the temple and that's when she hears Hale say, stop, it's a trap. And so she runs out and he's already like bound and they like captured. She like fights like so hard, basically, like she's really good with bow and arrow. So she's fighting. He gets loose. He fights. And then he gets knocked out and she gets like shot in the arm with an arrow and she gets knocked out. So they are captured. She wakes up and she's in the cell of the Northern Kingdom. And she was taught at a young age to unpick locks, which is great. Or pick locks. I don't know however you say it. Which is amazing. So there was actually bones <laughs> in her cell. So she takes one of those bones and unlocks her cell. So she is able then to find Hale's cell and is about to unlock it when the bone breaks and then one of the doors open and these guards like basically beat her and take her back. So that's when Renwick, which Renwick is the prince of the Northern Court, he was in that poker game. He comes in and is uh, interrogating her, saying that like he knows that there is another sibling alive and assumes that it's her brother. But I mean, we know at this point that it's her sister that's alive. But he is like torturing her basically saying like tell me more about your brother tell me where he is at the very end he's like kind of feeling up her body because he's like I know you have the ring I know and so he like stops kind of at her waistband and then she feels something and he actually gave her a dagger which we didn't see that coming because he seemed like a really ruthless guy but he just gave her a dagger and he winks at her and then they leave and she's like I don't know what happened which I was right there with her like okay now now this is a good guy like 
he he has a bad dad. Like what's what's happening? So she takes out the dagger and takes it out of like the sheath and a note falls out and it says like wait till you have eyes on me to use this and then it it's signed like B, which one of the Fae that trained her to like fight, her name is Bree. And Bree was sent back to help protect that town, but I guess she got this note back to Remy. And I think there's like a plan, which is great. <laughs> we have hope. And again, I'm just letting you guys know like this is all happening within these 300 pages. Like we are going through this action very quickly. Yeah, all of this definitely could have been spread out like two or three books maybe, but we ju- we're just learning all about it in one book and we love that. <laughs> so the next day, she is taken by the guards to the middle of this courtyard during a celebration because it had been now 14 years since the raid and so the Northern Kingdoms kind of messed up and they were celebrating it. So she gets brought out to the middle and that's when the king brings out five red witches with their hoods up and tells her like he's going to start like killing these witches if she doesn't tell him where like her older brother is. He has his blue witch there which I believe is the oracle and has the sight and he tells her that and he tells Remy that this witch had a vision of Remy and her brother as adults standing in that very hall. So he knows that the brother is alive. And she's like, no, he's not. I know he's not. Like, I I don't know how to show you that. And so he has, like, the hoods taken off these red witches and says, like, we captured these red witches. There were about 30 found over by the temple. And in the lineup is Baba Morgana, and also her sister. So she's kind of freaking out because she's like, what is he going to do? And he starts like, he chopped off one of the guys' head, one of the red witches, it was a guy, chopped off his head, and she's like, and and he says, are you going to tell me where your brother is? Like, tell me information. What's happening? And she's like, I don't know. I don't know. And he chops off another red witch's head. And the third in line is her sister. So she's like starting to freak out. That's when the king says that, oh, like the visitors have arrived and he brings out Hale, which Hale's like sits by Remy in the middle of the court and they're like, are you okay? Are you okay? And he's like, my father's not going to stand for this. Like he's going to be mad. And, And the king's like, oh, is he now? And that's when the Eastern court king comes out. It makes me so mad because we thought maybe he was a good guy. But then we found out that he's not a good guy, that he really does want the the prince of the High Mountain Court dead. And so I guess I'm not super surprised that he like linked up with the Northern King. So there's the Northern King and then Hale's dad. And they're like, ha ha, we have this whole plan. Hale's dad is like, is just kind of smug. And Hale's like, I'm your son. Like, what are you doing? And his dad was like, actually, I'm not the father. It's kind of like a a Maury show. He's like, actually, I'm not your dad. And he goes through this whole story about his wife had an affair and there was this kid and he's not his kid. But then he knew that th- this kid was fated to the the mountain king, like princess. And so he's like, yeah. And then I said that you were my son. And it's just weird. Um, and so then he's like, yeah, like we're going to chop your head off. And so this guard is about to like chop Hale's head off when he takes off his helmet and he's like, 
if you're looking for me so bad, like here I am. And it's her brother. It's her brother. Her freaking brother, Raphael. We didn't know he was alive. She didn't know he was alive. <sighs> what a reveal. Am I right? And that's when all pan pandemonium breaks. Like everyone's fighting. A lot of the guards were in disguise. They were the fae that were with them as they were traveling. So they're good guys. And other fae were there. Burn was there. Like so great. Like they're just fighting. Everything's great. And... So Hale is fighting his younger brother, which we hate the younger brother. He's a psycho. And he stabs Hale in the heart. But Hale actually pulls the knife out and there's no damage because Remy slipped the ring onto Hale's finger so he didn't die. It was like last minute and we didn't know. And, and oh, it was so good. So good. Great twist. And that's when Hale kills his brother. We don't care about that. But he was like the actual heir of the throne. The king is very mad. And so they're all fighting some more. And that's when the northern king comes up to, to Remy. They're fighting more. And she is about to be stabbed. Um, but that's when he gets stabbed by the immortal blade because Ruadora, her sister, came up behind him and she's able to wield the blade because she is one of the royalty of the High Mountain Court. So she stabs him. He did. And he's like, what? Because he didn't know she was alive. And we're like, yeah, she did. And that's when Remy is stabbed by another guard. So, <laughs> I mean, she, yeah, she did get stabbed. Um, and so she's about to die, but that's when Heather shows up. I know so many people are showing up like this is basically the crescendo. Uh, so Heather shows up and she's like, I'm going to trade my life for yours. So she gives her life essence because I guess witches can do that. She gives that to Remy. So Remy is now alive. Like she did. <laughs> she died twice in this book. Heather is now dead. Um, and Remy wakes up in the Northern Kingdom and Oh, side note, uh, her brother did die. Um, he was stabbed. And it's really sad because she didn't even get to talk to her brother or, like, get to know him or anything. Very sad. Sorry, I just pulled that out of nowhere. It wasn't even, like, in the action. I just, uh, yeah. So he's dead. Um, and Ruadora is a different person now, which, of course, like, they haven't seen each other in 13 years. And, uh... Remy really wanted her to be more familiar to her, if that makes sense. So once Remy wakes up, that's when Hale is there and he's like, hey, let's go see everyone. So they get out of bed and Rua is there um, and Remy gives her a hug, but Rua doesn't even like hug her back. So we're like, uh, OK, this is kind of strange. Um, and Renwick is there. She and Rua actually said like, hey, I'm going to go with Renwick to his kingdom, which they actually are in this kingdom. But she's like, I'm going to supervise him. See, like, we'll get our people back. We'll get our kingdom back. Everything will be great. And the the four guards that were with them traveling, um, they are going to go to the eastern court to try and figure that out. Because the second son, he went into hiding and there's these advisors that really are really evil. So they're going to go figure out that court because they don't have a king either. Remy and Hale are going to take back the High Mountain Court. And they find out that there's about 400 survivors of their little city. And so they're going to gather them up. They're going to restore the kingdom. 
they're going to go from there. Byrne actually comes up to him and, and talks to them more like, hey, you can use my guards, you can do this and and do that and like helps him and all that. And they're like, how do you know my brother? He was like, oh, I was actually the one that spread the rumors of your brother because he was my fated mate, which is so sad. Like Byrne and Raphael were fated mates and Raphael died and it's sad. And from what I think at the end of the, the, I almost said movie, but at the end of the book, I think that Rua and Renwick are fated mates. But that's why I said like in the second book is about Ruadora and Renwick. So this first book, like that's the end of the first book. Like it was wrapped up very nicely with a bow. Like we find out basically everything that happened. Those two kings are dead and they're going to get the, the, the kingdom back, like the court back. So I think I will like read the second book just to see if there are any more twists and turns. Um, but I don't think I'm going to do a podcast episode about it. But now you know when I said like, yeah, this all happened in one book. It was very quick. It revealed everything. We were not questioning anything. It all happened. I I really liked this book. I enjoyed it. I definitely recommend you read it. It was a pretty quick read as well and had the action. It had the romance. It just had everything that I wanted. So can't complain very much. That's all that I have for you today. And stay tuned for next week when I'm going to start the Blood and Ash series episodes, which, yes, you're probably so excited because then I'll stop talking about them and you'll know the hype and why I'm so obsessed with them. Anyways, I'm grateful for you guys and I will talk to you later.